a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. This is Mana. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mana, a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. I'm your host, Jeff Peterson. Now, none of the guys uh, that you're going to meet on this podcast would consider themselves extraordinary, but it's their humble, holy way of living that is exactly what makes them extra in my book, and I'm excited for you to meet them. Now, I've made no secret uh, on this show to the fact that I admire all of our guests on MANA. That's actually how they get on the show. Um, But today's guest holds uh, the very unique distinction of being my very first role model. Uh, For those that don't know, uh, I am the oldest of three brothers in my family. And so I never had an older brother. Um, And I looked up to today's guest. Uh, Actually, I didn't even look up to him. I freaking idolized him uh, as if he were the coolest big brother any any uh, any kid could have. Uh, I wanted to play the same sports he played, even though I could not skate or the lick. I wanted to play hockey. Uh, I wanted to listen to the same records uh, that he that he listened to. I wanted to wear the same clothes. I still remember the hand-me-downs that you would, would get from your mom, and I wore them for my school pictures. I mean, honest to God, it... it, it uh, it was, it was, uh, that was it, but it wasn't until later in life, um, that I really understood what a true role model this man would be in my life and in a, and in a lot of guys' lives. Um, and it's not that he hasn't had his challenges. He has, uh, and we'll probably talk about some of them today. Um, but it's because of how he dealt, uh, with his challenges and how he perseveres today to be the husband and the dad and the son and the friend and, uh, and very still, uh, still much, very, still much, very, very much still a role model that he, uh, that he promised to be. You didn't even promise it years ago. I just, I made you, you didn't even have a choice in the matter. But anyway, welcome today's manna man, Mr. Mike Welty. Hey, Michael. Hey, Jeffrey. Wow, I don't know if I can. Uh, I hope I can live up to all your uh, <laughs> the hype you gave about me for crying out loud. But I guess we'll see what happens here, huh? So, so, so true. So <laughs> it's great to have you. Uh, it's great to have you in the show. And um, so, um, so just and just so people know who who are tuning in that don't know that don't know Mike or don't or don't uh, don't know uh, uh, our background. So we're. Um, I think we're cousins or something like that. So so our parents are cousins, which makes us. I think second cousins, maybe or second cousins, yeah, something like that. So anyway, that's that's part of the reason uh, that that uh, that I was able to even know Mike when I was uh, when I was younger. Yeah, our our grandma, our grandmothers were sisters. Grandmothers are sisters. Yes, yes. There we go. There yeah. we go. That's My right. aunt Doris, which was your grandmother, mm-hmm. and then and then Alice, gra- yeah, Grandma Alice, which was your yeah. aunt Alice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So very long history together. Great families and uh, and and like I said, just such a great role model. But you know, part of part of what makes you such a great uh, role model is, and this is kind of how where I want to start is is um, as much as you made an impact on my life, is you make that impact on everybody's life. Okay, so which is even better. So you make everybody feel as great as I felt. And and so I'm gonna, I've already, I did a little bit of prep for a day, and so I'm gonna have two quotes that <clears throat> that I'm gonna that I'm gonna land in you. The first one is. And this is what's going to get us started here. So G.K. Chesterton 
was this uh, old, old, he's dead now, uh, Catholic writer, philosopher, smart guy. And he, he said one of the coolest quotes that I've always um, remembered. And, and, it, and, it, and it totally, um, uh, you embody this quote. Uh, the quote is, uh, but the real great man is the man who makes every man feel great. Isn't that cool? The real great man is the man who makes every man feel great. And that is you. I, your whole life, you have gone, you, you have a gift for making people feel like they're the most important person in the room. Whether you have known them for 50 years now or whether you just met them uh, at a truck stop or a gas station or whatever. <laughs> and, and so I, you know, and I, and I, and I also remember just by way of introduction here and then that I'll shut up and I want to hear you talk. I mean, even at the most, what I think a lot of people would think w- w- is, is justifiably the most sort of selfish time where you, where you, where you had every right to, to be inward focused. So I'm thinking of your dad's funeral was just a, a, a short time ago. And, and I remember being at the wake and, it was like you were you were you weren't working the room, but you made everybody who you talked to feel like amazing. And I'm I remember watching you from across the room, Mike, and I'm thinking, how are you able to do that? I, I, even in this in this like you know most sad time, and it's just it's just part of your essence. So anyway, that's kind of where I want to start. Like, how has that always? Like, where does that come from? I mean, it's just been you your whole life. Yeah, I, um, I, I, I don't know. I think that uh, I've always been, you know, through high school. Um, I, you know, I played sports in high school, but you know, back in the day, I was in high school back in the '80s. So I'm an older guy, but um, you know, I, I, I hung out with everybody in high school, whether you played sports or you were in the band or you were down in the. We had this place called the Pit that you could smoke <laughs> cigarettes at the high school, you know, <laughs> I knew all the guys down there. I mean, so I, I just, and I like to be, I'm, I'm, I'm a talkative kind of a guy, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, and I like to go and talk to people and whatever. And, um, I think it's just, it's just gone from there. And then, you know, I, I got involved in, in retail business and, uh, and yet, I mean, you, to, to be successful in retail, you, you have to be able to talk to the customer and, and yeah. uh, I just, uh, I like talking to people. Yeah, I do. I like to find out. Did what it ever them, click for you? Like as a as a young growing up, did you realize that it was you know like I'm good at that? I mean, to be able to connect with everybody from the pit to the you know varsity <laughs> baseball team, you know, like that that is a gift. I mean, and did you, what did you when did you realize that? I mean, not that you were pumping yourself up like I'm really good at this, but like you must have you must have known that you must have you know. Yeah, I think I think as I got older. Uh, Probably after college, I I, uh, I started to to realize that you know I could talk I could go up and talk to, to any you know to anybody, whether it was playing sports, um, you know that a team that maybe you just a, a real rival you just didn't want to talk you know you didn't want to talk to any of the guys mm-hmm. and you know I could I knew all those guys on the team you know and 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 what have you so, and I think it's become more apparent like you said um, at my at my dad's funeral. Um, that I realized that it was it just I you know it, for me to get through with what I had to get through to go out and just to uh, and to talk and to talk to, talk to people and just I, I find it so interesting just when I haven't seen somebody for a long time to find out what they've been up to and what have you and, yeah. and you know 
God gave me two two ears for a reason, you know, and, and one mouth. And so I try <laughs> to keep that mouth a little bit closed more often than whatever. And my ears have, have over the years have become a little. I think they've become a little bit better at hearing. Yeah, um, oh, that's so great. Well, and that is that is actually a very, yeah. I mean, it, it is a very, um, you know, that that act of listening. It is very selfless. It's very. And it is very, like you say, God gave you to, I mean, it is very Christian. I mean, and, and so I'm just wondering how, like growing up, what was the, what was the, I mean, I know you guys, you know, were a faithful St. Edward's uh, family, yes. but was like church a big deal? Was that a, was that a, it, growing up as, as, as a kid, was that a big part yeah, of it? Yeah, it was, we went every, uh, every Sunday. And then when the church um, went to a Saturday mass, a Saturday evening at five o'clock, that was even better because I'm going to have to get up early on Sunday morning. <laughs> And then as I got a little bit older, um, we, you know, we could be, uh, uh, we could help and, uh, and be a, an altar boy. So I looked forward to going to church for the fact that I could participate. I could be an altar boy and I could participate. And then you would sit up there and then every, you, could, you could look out onto the uh, congregation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I probably didn't pay attention as much because maybe I was looking around too much, whatever, but uh, I just kind of, I just kind of liked all that. And, and maybe that goes to, to the, to the point where, uh, um, I started. I started to get comfortable, you know, in in being kind of outgoing and talking yeah. talking with people and what have you. Um, and it's. I think it's just. It's gone. Maybe it's gone from there. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a. There's a. Um, you know that whole introvert extrovert thing. And for years, uh, I think I like a lot of people. You know, always assumed that well, introverts are just really quiet and extroverts are really loud. And so if you're loud and fun, then you must be an extrovert. And um, and I went through this is years ago. I went through some kind of like profiling kind of a thing, and I took all these. You know, we all took answer these questions, and then we got our little profiles back. And and I was an introvert. And I looked at him like, what the? I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> like, I love talking. You know. <laughs> But it was all, it was about energy. It was about how do you, how do you connect and how do you, how do you refuel your tank, you know? And I think that like when you talk about how you are animated by being with others and listening to others, I mean, that's kind of a, it sounds like an extrovert uh, type of profile where that is where you get your fuel, you know, you get it from other people, you know? Correct. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I yeah, I get, I get, uh, uh people, uh, I, I'm, can be sometimes l- loud, but I'm usually always talking with people and, and what have you, cause I'm, I'm enjoying that, uh, uh, the, the conversation that we're having. Uh, my, uh, my boss at work today has a corner office and then the big bosses sit down at the other end of the hallway, which is probably, I mean, a couple hundred feet away. It's, 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 it's a ways around the corner there. And, uh, they always know uh, when I'm in the in his office because they can hear me, and they'll come down and they'll pop their head in the office and they'll say, "Oh yeah, we thought Mike was here, you know, whatever." But um, and uh, you know, whether you're a uh, you know a vice president or a CEO, or whether you're uh, you know the, the the kid who bags my groceries at the grocery store, uh, I try to I treat everybody the, the same. That mm-hmm. that just because you, you, that's what you do for a living doesn't that doesn't that doesn't mean who you are you know so i treat everybody as an equal to me yeah. and uh you know i like to, i like to, like to have a conversation you know yeah. Um, yeah well and and just so full of life and so positive and so happy and, and 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 yet i know and this is one of the things that that i wanted to also kind of talk about because i think it's such a great message for others is 
you know, you've, you've like all of us, I mean, you've gone through your share of, of kind of trials and, and, and challenges, but, but one of the, one of the victories of your life is, um, sobriety. So you've been sober now for 17 years, 17 yeah. years, yep. which is just yeah. so great. And, um, and, you know, and, and I, and I intentionally didn't lead with that in the intro, um, because, and, and, but, but I wanted to ask you this, cause I, that to me, that doesn't define you like that. You are, you are more than, than that. You know what I mean? And, and I feel like you are, um, this, this is my second quote I wanted to drop on you today. I got Chesterton, <laughs> but I just heard this last one that a friend uh, shared with me and said, you know, adversity, a lot of times, this isn't really a quote, it's more of a notion. A lot of times we talk about adversity shaping people, you know, and, and that's how you sort of like hone you got yourself from, from, from tough times. Um, but a lot of times what adversity does is it reveals character, you know, so, so in, instead of shaping it, it actually, it helps, it helps it sort of like kind of come out. And so, you know, I wanted to talk about your, that journey for you and specifically how faith is a part of that. Cause I, I think, you know, within AA, you know, that's a very, I think faith sort of centered, um, kind of community. And, and so, and you've Correct, been, yeah. you've been, I know this, you've been devoted to AA for all of these years. And I know it's been a real source of strength for you, but maybe just talk a little bit about how, like, did that, did that, you know, kind of from, from tough spots, you know, come great shots. I mean, did that, did that sort of like, relight uh or light a f- a, a sort of a, a at least an appreciation for faith and and just as part of going through aa yeah it did um you know when i uh i went through um, multiple treatments <clears throat> and the last one i went through uh my kids were boy they were like four two and i think meredith was like just under a year and uh i was I went through Hazelton and I went through, a, they have an extended care program up there. And so I was, I was gone for 11 months. Um, and I got up there and I was, I mean, I was just a broken man. I really was. I, boy, there, you know, there wasn't a, if like on a day like today, the sun was shining. It was, it was beautiful outside, but mm-hmm. not my world. My world was just, it was just dark and it was, it was. So when I was there, and I started to kind of come out of my fog. They, so they say. Um, I started to realize that uh, there was probably more to what was in my life than all this negativity. I didn't. I didn't uh, focus in on, on the on the good things and what have you. Yet I still would go to work, and like you said, I would. I would be. Uh, you know, I carry conversations with people, and people thought that you know, boy, I was always excited about whatever. But yeah, uh, they didn't what, even know what was going on. No, they had no idea. They had no idea. So, um, you know, you're kind of a, I guess you're kind of like a Jekyll and kind of a Hyde, you know, and um, and so it, I, I guess I, I really started to get to realize that there, that there was a God in my life, uh, up up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll never forget there was a there was a day that we, that we were walking around the facility and it's beautiful up there and. I was up there in the uh, in the summertime, and uh, and this eagle swooped down. We were walking right by the lake up there, and uh, swooped down and grabbed this fish out of the water. And it came up. Me and this buddy of mine came up, and it sat in this tree, literally probably twenty feet from us. <laughs> and it and it just looked at us, and it had this fish in its feet and its claws. <laughs> and, and I looked at him, and he looked at me, and I just went, 
I went, wow. And I thought, so I thought in, I thought to myself, there is something more in this world than, than, I mean, there's got to be yeah. a higher power or God or whoever. And, you know, and, and in the program, we talk an awful lot about, we, you, we use the word God and, and, and higher power and whatever, but, um, it was really weird because really from that day forward, um, I started to see things a lot differently and I think a lot more clear. And I, mm-hmm. I tell this in my story that, uh, if you, you I can go and share my story, uh, to other alcoholics and, uh, yeah, I do it up at, up at Hazelands and other places, but um, that the sky became a little bluer and the grass became a little greener. And so the, I started to see things a lot more clearly. Mm-hmm. And just from that point forward, I mean, I, I have come to realize that, you know, all my kids are healthy. Mm. Um, you know, I, I had a job, I had a wife who was going to stick with me for, you know, during yeah. that, during this time. And, and to realize that, there was there was a lot more going on in my life than just what I mm-hmm. than what I thought. Yeah. Um, Are there still? I would imagine over the course of seventeen years. I mean, you, you know, your perseverance has been so just admirable. But I mean, has it been? I would imagine there's ebbs and flows in in, in those seventeen years. I mean, just there are. With, yeah, there have been. Yeah, you know, in regards to, uh, uh, you know, we. Uh, I think it's. Uh, there have been some downtimes, but not anything that I think would make me want to go back to where I came from. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's because of the of the, the people, the men that, that I spend my time with. Yeah. But um, I really believe that it's just because I I, I had this, I re, like I said, I had this renewed energy. And um, I wanted to live, I just wanted to live life and enjoy it for what it was. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't going to try to lock in on the negativity and whatever, because I realize that all of us have things going on in our lives that whether it's good or bad. Right. Um, and it's, you know, how am I going to, how am I going to look at it? Am I going to look at everything as, as, uh, as saying this is just terrible or, or this is something that's just been put in my way for maybe for me to learn from, from this experience or, you know, move on down the road, right. you know? Right. So, yeah. No, there's definitely, yeah, I mean, it is, and yet that even in, in and of itself is a testament to your humility. I mean, yes, we all have crosses to bear, but I mean, you know, when 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 guys like me see amazing men like you, that, that your cross has been a little bit bigger, you know, and heavier and, and still so much grace with that. You know, how could, uh, you know, you mentioned some of the guys that you've been with these last 17 years, and, and I know... Um, uh, for those that don't know, Mike, he's also a marathon runner, um, of which I am not. Um, but like, I remember, f- um, was it um, Father Tim? One of your, uh, he was a buddy of yours, and yeah, he Father run- Tim, yeah. Okay, but like, wh- who were some of the other guys that that uh, that, or what? I, you don't have to call him out by name, but like, what role? Since this is manna, uh, what what role did did other men? just play or what other role do, do men play today and just kind of, you know, just, just lifting you up and, and affirming you as a, as a, you know, great guy. And, you know, I mean, like what, who, who, like, do any examples come to mind? Like a father, Tim? Yeah. Well, um, you know, father Tim, so father Tim was the, the, uh, he was our, the priest our church at St. Ed's and we got to know him very well. And, that was one of the, he was one of the guys, one of the reasons why I wanted to always go to church and be an altar boy. Cause I was hoping I could get, you know, at his service oh. and, and he just, he just made it fun. He made it a lot of fun. And, uh, 
Um, and over the years, you know, as, as we get older, whatever, he became a, a family friend and he would come over to the house and what have you. And, and even when I was struggling, um, he would come over and just maybe have some, some words of wisdom or whatever, but, uh, but never be judgmental. Um, and so, like you said, we ran a marathon together, and uh, and he was one that had encouraged me to to do it. And I thought to myself, I can never run, I can't run twenty six point two miles. Well, first of all, what am I running from? But exactly. second of all, that's just ridiculous. Why why would you run twenty six miles for no reason? But you know that that race that we ran, we ran together. He he ended up, uh, I ended up having to stop at like mile 24. I had, I just was, I was, I had a blister on my foot and it just, I just couldn't go any farther. But we did real well for about the first 18 miles. And then we both struggled for the last, you know, eight, eight miles. And, uh, and we kept on looking at each other. And it was funny because that night he had a, he had a birthday party. He had, was turning 40. I think I was in my, I must've been in my mid, maybe my mid twenties. I think it was when I ran this marathon. And, uh, so he pulled me aside and he, and we talked a little bit about the race and he just goes, God, I really want to help. I really want to let you know that, you know, you really helped me get through. I said, Tim, I said, I was looking over at you to hopefully you really get to say we could stop for a while, you know, <laughs> and he was doing the same to me. He got to looking at me, hoping that I was going to say we could stop for a while. But, you know, the two of us, we just kind of, we to push each other or whatever, but, um, and he has, you know, he was the, the priest at my, uh, at my, uh, uh, wedding, he was also the 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 facilitator, of the priest at, at my father's funeral, and uh, um, he's just always kind of he's kind of been there, and I've u- mm-hmm. I've utilized his knowledge throughout my life. But in my in my life today, I, I really look at the people that uh, that I spend time with, um, and uh, and that, that I've gotten. You know, our lives are constantly changing, and so sometimes our, our the people that we spend more time with that changes too you know I, yeah. maybe i'd like to spend more time with uh, doing stuff with with you and 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 your brothers or uh whatever but um I, you know i hunt with a bunch of guys mm-hmm. every year we have a group of uh like 12 guys that, that we hunt with and i become good friends with with all these with all these and they're they're, they're older they're, they're a couple guys from my dad's age you know so I got to listen to them talk at night and I got to uh, take in with what they had to say and uh, just about life and whatever else, you know? And so I always tried to listen to see what they were talking about, you know, and it wasn't always about business and whatever, but you know, uh, so those guys, and then uh, I got a couple good friends. I got a, I got a good friend of mine named Mark and I got a good friend of mine named Rich um, and, uh, and uh, Jason. And uh, there are three guys that uh, uh, Rich, I was in, uh, uh, he was my, my roommate up in uh, Hazelden in uh, 2003, and we have become, uh, you know, good good friends. We talk on the phone uh, just about every day. He lives in Rochester, mm-hmm. but uh, my other my other buddies, uh, Mark and uh, and Jason, through the my my trying times, they were always there for me. You know, they'd call me and give me words of encouragement and yeah. whatever. And so, um, you know, I those guys, I I uh, I get a lot of what I what I have to offer. I get a lot from them. I just see what they're, they're good men yeah. and. Uh, and I, I try to, I try to, you know, I try to follow those guys. But yeah. there's also guys in my, really, I get most of my, uh, the stuff that I get, direction that I get in my life, I get it from the guys in my in my uh, AA group. Yeah. Um, and I spend a lot of time with a guy that lives not too far from me. He's got a, I was just telling you this, he's got a little uh, small engine repair shop in the back of his garage. And I go over there and, and uh, he really helped me through when my father passed away and, um, and has helped me, uh, you know, really for the last, 16, 17 years. I mean, I met him, uh, when I started going to this meeting, whatever, but, um, just, I, you know, I try to surround myself with, 
uh, with men who I think, uh, and and there are women too that uh, that I get to get to meet along the way. But really, the the men um, are just they're good men, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, real good men, yeah, yeah. And they uh, so they make me feel good when I leave there. Maybe I make them feel good when I when they leave when I leave after the conversations that we've had. But um, uh, it's yeah, they're uh, they they I think they're the ones that that have shaped me more so into the into the person that I am today. Yeah. I think it I think it goes both ways. I think I think speaking as on the receiving end of of a friendship uh with you I, I think it is it's definitely you know and and again this is this whole show we don't we don't know enough about scripture to, to drop it but you know this <laughs> idea of seeing Christ in others and being I just think that that's that that's why it works. You know, that's why you have these 16 year relationships is because there is something working outside of just like I mean, your interest in small engine repair probably wouldn't like sustain for no. 16 years. You know I mean? I've learned a lot, but I still don't know much at all, you know, but uh, yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, hey, we are, uh, we are to the fun segment portion of the, of the show. And uh, just as a reminder to the listeners, the guests, uh, and, and in Mike's defense, he only uh, heard these questions last night. So he has only had, uh, you've had probably the least amount of time than other guests to mull over them, but I, I'm confident in your ability to think on your feet. So three quick questions uh, to close the show. So fun segment question number one, if Jesus knocked on your door tomorrow, uh, just right down the road here, we're, we're very close to Mike's house here. Uh, if Jesus knocked on your door tomorrow and just wanted to hang out for the day, what would you do with him? Um. Yeah, it's a good thing I got these questions last night because <laughs> if you would have asked me this just right now, there would have been a lot, lot longer pause. But uh, you know what? I I would uh, I would just take them. I, I would I would go and just start walking. Mm-hmm. I would start walking and I would start talking because, quite honestly, I, I think I have I would have ten thousand questions to <laughs> ask them. You know, and it's it's funny. That's one of the things that uh, people say about me is that I, I I ask a lot of questions, but I like to ask a lot of questions to find out a lot about, you know, who, who you are or who yeah. anybody else is. But yeah, I, I would love to ask, I, I've got, I could spend, you yeah. know, hours, weeks, months with them just yeah. asking him, you know, question after question, but yeah. just, just to go for a walk and to, um, uh, just be, be just to wa- be outside and, and not, not have to worry about, you know, just doing anything, just go, just, just go for a walk and, and just enjoy each other's company and enjoy being outside and, Mm-hmm. Just see where we go. You yeah. know, we might yeah. walk from here to who knows where. Maybe down to I don't know Iowa or something like Keep that. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love that. All right, fun segment question number two. Uh, and it could you could be you could be conjuring up uh, Saint Ed's, um, uh, your childhood church, if you want. But if you could go to church with any other guy, living or dead, who would it be? This was a tough question. Um, I was trying to trying to think. You know, of all these of, uh, people, you know, and you what, don't need to know them either, right? So you've, if people have said famous people, so right, yeah. Um, you know, I, I think I probably go with my dad, and 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 uh, it, we would go to church when we were when we were younger. You know, on a on a regular basis, every week we'd go to church, and uh, and my dad was was a facilitator of that. But as us kids moved away and what have you. The one thing that my dad always did is that he always went to church on Sunday morning at the eight o'clock mass. And I mean, he, you know, 
people always, if he wasn't there, you know, I might even get a phone call saying, hey, where, where was your dad? Where was your dad? But just to go there and, and, and because even when we would go uh, on, on vacations and whatever, and we thought we could get a reprieve from yeah, going right. to church, no. we still went to church. <laughs> they and got it, churches there. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. But as, as I got older, I started to realize really how important faith was to him. Um, and not that he was, he would go out and preach whatever, but he just, he, he did it very quietly, you know, and, and he usually went to church without my mom on Sunday mornings because he liked to get up and go and he'd be home and he'd have a cup of coffee and read the paper and stuff, whatever. But I think just to, just to go and, and to be there and then maybe to have a conversation with him about whether it be the homily or just what he thought about, you know, what, what we just experienced for that last, you know, that last hour or whatever. Yeah. So that'd be cool. All right, last question, fun segment question number three. Oh, and this you're gonna have to you're gonna have to discipline yourself here because I know you've you've played this role with a lot of a lot of young guys, um, including myself, way way back when. Um, but a little more specific here. So, if you had one piece of advice to give to a young man about just you know being comfortable living in his faith and whether he even knows its faith, you know, or just is this general sense of, you know, like like we talked earlier about being a good listener and just being a good person? What would you What would you tell a young, a young guy now? What piece of advice would you impart on him? I think I would. Uh, I would tell tell you know whomever uh, to. I guess to, to to jump in with both feet. Um, if you, if you dangle your toes in the water, you know, for too long, you might miss what's, uh, what's, what's going to happen. Um, and I think really to be okay with, with, with yourself, um, and not worry too much about what other people are going to say or what they're going to think, because what, what somebody might want to say or think about me, I, I don't really don't have any control over that. But if I'm, um, confident in, in, with what I'm, uh, what I'm doing, Mm -hmm. um, and to show that confident confidence outwardly, um, and to be and and to be know that that it's okay. I mean, you know, everybody has their everybody has their thing, and um, I just think that it's important to um, not deny yourself how you know how you feel, mm-hmm. you know, and then and to be okay with that. But that but that you know that that might take a little bit, but. Um, you know, and and but to be com- to be just to be confident and to say that you know. It's okay that uh, that I want to believe, or I don't, you know, or, mm-hmm. or I don't want to, you know, whatever, you, whatever you're gonna do. But you know, jump in with with both feet, and uh, and don't and don't be too worried about what's what what the outside uh, anybody on the outside has to say yeah. or do whatever. So, uh, I don't know if that was any no, that is good and, or and any no, that's perfect. In that, in that, every that <laughs> is exactly that. Those are the words of a role model. So, Mike Welty, <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you, Jeffrey Peterson. Thank you for listening to MANA. If you have any questions or recommendations for future guests, send them to manapodcast at gmail.com.